We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. All right, Cooley is with me today, and this podcast today is brought to you by my bookie. March is here, and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today. MyBookie.ag is where you go. Use my promo code KevinDC to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code KevinDC so they know that I hooked you up. That's really important. My promo code KevinDC to claim your first deposit bonus college basketball nba nhl no matter the sport no matter the minute my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting and with a choice of thousands of lines and odds you can turn any game day into payday bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie all right cooley is with me today uh we're going to get to our free agent plans for your Washington football team. We'll get to that. Uh, there was some news after the radio show ended this morning, and the news was that Cam Newton is re-signing with the Patriots on a one-year deal worth up to $14 million. I thought he sucked when I watched him play last year. I'm a little bit surprised at this, but we did hear Cam say at some point recently that he was going to play again and he was going to have a chance to start again next year, and it was almost as if he was indicating that he knew that Belichick was going to want him back. What is your reaction to Cam Newton going back to New England and potentially Cooley being the starter next year? I didn't think he played well last year. I thought he struggled. I thought the offense struggled at times. I thought if he wasn't running the ball, even in some third down situations, they were in trouble. He threw a ton of picks. He made bad decisions. I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised. Now, I, you think back to the last two, three, four years that Tom Brady hasn't had the weapons and they needed to rebuild an offense. And maybe they saw enough in Cam that they said, hey, let's build some pieces around him. 
and let's continue to be that hard nosed running football team, but we got to acquire some, some dudes to do that. And let's go in that direction. It's also funny because Cam Newton said earlier, Bill Belichick's the most understood person in sports. And then he said, he's dope as shit. Like he's a cool dude. (laughs) He understands the game. He's a historian of the game. It's like, damn, he's going back. He's got film. Like he's literally teaching the game. I mean, I mean, just the ultimate BJ right there and smart thing to do. Well, maybe he knew he was coming back. Yeah. Uh, Bill's I, like, I, I mean, you're going to be our guy. You know, what's interesting is remember how the year started? You know, he had a decent game against Miami. They won. And then there was that Sunday night game at Seattle that was an excellent game. And he was incredible in that game. And I remember after that game, I think we talked about it. It's like, uh, you know what? New England and Belichick this year might end up being better than Tampa Bay and Brady. And they really got an answer with Cam. He threw, and I just pulled up the, the box score from that game. He threw for 397, 30 of 44, 397 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 11 carries, 47 yards. And if you recall, he drove him down the field and had him like in a first and goal situation at the end of that game down 35-30. And then on that... Um, you know, with like a couple of seconds left in the game, they they ran him off tackle, and he got stopped. He got stuffed, um, and they lost the game 35-30. I don't know if he ever played the rest of that season a game like that. You know, a lot of Washington fans wondered whether or not Ron Rivera would be interested. I, my position was always, if he wasn't interested last year, why would he be interested this year? You know, I just didn't think that that was even a possibility. I didn't think actually Cam Newton was going to be in the league. I thought there was a chance he wouldn't be in the league this year. I think that's a realistic chance. I don't think Cam Newton would go anywhere and be a backup quarterback. So if he wasn't a starter, I don't know if he would have stayed. I I also think it's interesting because New England's got evaluations on a lot of dudes that at least the guys like Fitzpatrick – the rest of the free agent quarterbacks, they didn't want. Right. They didn't want Dalton. They didn't want Winston. They didn't want Fitzpatrick. Well, I don't know. Want... If, I don't know that Winston's literally le- legitimately available. But but go ahead. I I, I see where you're going with this. He's they still available. They didn't want Tyrod Taylor. They didn't want Jacoby Brissett. And by the way, remember the discussion was Garoppolo's going to end up back there. Mm-hmm. And they have a shitload of cap space. This year, remember, the, you know, basically last year was a way was the season in which they were going to clean up their cap. They've cleaned it up. I think they have the second most cap space available. I think that's the number. They have the second most cap space behind Jacksonville, and so you know they're going to they're going to build the team around Cam. No, I can't imagine they're going to do that. They send him to a one year deal. Well, I know, but, but they're built- but yeah. I guess I suggested that, that that maybe it's a style of football that they want to play. Maybe that's the style of football Belichick wants to play moving forward. Maybe he's looked a lot at what Baltimore's done and said, "This is the way I got to do it." Maybe he's looked a lot at the way the quarterback numbers have went up on the cap over the last ten years and said, "This is not what I want to do." I I've jokingly suggested to you over the last three or four years. What if you just draft a guy in the second, third, or fourth round that you like, and you, or late first even, 
maybe move up late first so you get the fifth-year option on dudes, and then you play a guy under that contract for five years where you're running them. Yeah, I know. You, and you had that idea seven years ago. I know. I've been floating that idea forever, and it's not necessarily my idea of building a team, but it's just looking at it from a different direction that you never pay that massive cap number. And maybe Belichick's looking at it and saying, no one's going to have the control that Tom Brady had again. <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to be the guy. Yeah, well, Look how much control Harbaugh has in Baltimore. How did I lose control to Tom Brady? This is a big year for Belichick. I know. Look, he's the greatest coach in history. All the super, but this is actually an important season for Bill Belichick. I, 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 I don't. I know what his legacy is going to be, but there's going to be this Brady Belichick thing, and it's going to be discussed forever. And Brady won the Super Bowl last year, and Belichick had a shitload of players opt out, okay? So they had a terrible cap situation. If you're following it, you understand why they had a step-back season, and it wasn't all because Brady wasn't there. It probably would have been a lot better with Brady, but they were in a difficult situation. This year, however, they've got the second most cap space in the league. They've they've got a decent draft position. They've already decided not to to uh, franchise tag Joe Thune, the guard. Which you know, it's interesting they didn't you know franchise tag Thune. I do want your uh, reaction to Sheriff. By the way, I don't think we've gotten that yet this week because I think it happened after um, our last show this week. Um, but do, I think this is kind of a big year for the Patriots, and they're going to get a lot of players back that opted out last year but this is uh, don't you do you am, do you sense the same thing on Belichick or not at least as far as public opinion goes it's a huge year and it may be a big year in terms of where New England wants to go moving forward it'd be it, it, to me it's insane to think you'd start moving away from him but I think we talked about this oh, I don't know when Tom Brady took some shots back at him and they had guys opt out and you're it's a new era of athletes who don't like it as hard as it's always been. Right. And so maybe it is harder to recruit, to get guys, to get signed free agents. To I don't know. I think still people want to play for Bill. But it's a big year. Yeah, there's no doubt. Isn't that crazy, though? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have that career and you go, this is a big year for Bill. To me, when you're that good, don't you think it's just – when you're done, Bill, you you tell us. <laughs> yeah, when you finish I, up here, I, it's stupid to say that. Choose. It's stupid to say that it's a it's a big year for Bill Belichick. Like somehow his legacy or somehow his you know his his job is on the line. I'm, it, that's not what we mean. It's not what I mean, and I think most of you understand that. Some of you may be struggling with it. I just think Brady winning the Super Bowl and Belichick having this. You know, very, um, you know, for the first year, true step back year, which it wasn't his fault. Actually, I thought I thought the Patriots had a pretty interesting season. And at times it was like, man, the only thing keep keeping them competitive is how tough and how well coached they are. You know, I remember they beat the, the Chargers at one point this year. It was like 45 to nothing. They totally shut down Justin Herbert. And I'm like, man, f- fucking Belichick. Like they don't have anything. They don't have anything, and they're still hanging in there. But I don't know. It's just um, 
I don't know if I at this point and and uh, I'd want to put my eggs into the Cam Newton basket. And and who knows, maybe they'll end up acquiring somebody else or maybe, you know, it's a one-year deal. It's probably heavy heavy on in, on on incentives so they can make, you know, they can move away from it, but I think you made a really good point, right? And that is a lot of the other guys that people are talking about, you know, a Mariota for hardly anything, maybe, you know, he gets let go of Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, who by the way played for him. You know, was there and Andy Dalton, you know, and some of these other guys, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he decided on Cam in front of those guys. Yeah, I think it says a lot about other guys. And it it, it just it may be the direction they want to go. In terms of the style they want to play? In terms of the style they want to play. Mm-hmm. And Cam's a lot cheaper than Mariota. Than Mariota. Okay. Well, Cam's way cheaper than Mariota, and you don't yes. have to acquire Cam. You don't have to give anything to acquire Cam maybe they're planning on moving that direction in the draft in the next year. Yeah, that's true, too. They've just always been such an adapt team, though. It's it's funny to say the success they've had, they've adapted so well to what talent they have over Bill Belichick's career. Their defenses are multiple type defenses. It doesn't whatever they have on offense, they play their best guys. If it's three good tight ends, they're playing three good tight ends. On every down, they're moving them around. If they think they need to build through running, which is what they've done over the last couple of years, even with Tom, Kev, in Tom's last two years there, they became they went from a predominantly gun team to a lineup and eye formation a lot team. It, it really does seem like they've trended more towards power football. Yeah. Uh, well, there's been nobody better and no staff better at figuring out, okay, what do we need to do to win this game this week? How many times, week in and week out, would we watch the Patriots? In one week, lots of runs. Next week, lots of throws. You know, one week, tons of zone. Next week, a lot of press man. Like, it's just there There wasn't a better – you know, it's the same way a lot of us felt about Gibbs and Pettibone through all of those years. Like, they just always figured out, with their talent, the best way to win the next game. That's what it was always about. Joe, many years, lined it up and just ran it down people's throats. Other years, it was like, we're going deep. We're throwing it deep. You know, one week it was, hey, they're going to have all these people in the box. We'd love to run it, but we got to throw the football. You know, other weeks, but Joe's, but that always originated around one system. I I understand that. Where I feel like the Patriots have changed, maybe not obviously not their system, but their style. I think Joe's, Joe's originated think around Joe's, one style. It no, originated he style. He changed style. Not necessarily. He changed what they did within their system, but not style. I think you. I think anybody that played for Joe, going through the eighties to my. Couple not, years in Joe's offense, not complicated. It's the same, it's the same, same offense. I know what. I, what I know you just, what you're saying. I'm saying I'm suggesting the Patriots. It's not like Joe all of a sudden went from Smash Mouth to five wide. Oop the oop. Let's throw the ball. That's never been Joe, but Bill did that. Bill went from that. We could throw it. If we're going to have seventy plays, we'll throw it sixty of them to a team that now seems to want to line up in a style to run the ball. They're not in gun that much. I know what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I think I know what you're saying. One of the things that you and everyone else have, you know, Rigo, everyone, Joe's system, there was nothing complicated about it. 
It was like it was all all the simple stuff was just dressed up with a lot of, you know, pre-snap stuff, right? But what I'm saying, what I meant to say is Joe would adapt to his talent. And if Joe's best chance of winning that game that week yep. was to drop Rippin back or drop Doug back and throw the ball down the field and stretch the field constantly, that's what he would do. If Joe felt the best way to win that particular game was that Ernest Biner get 28, you know, 25 carries and Riggs get 12 or Riggo get 37, that's what he was doing. Even maybe yeah. Even though what you're saying I think is that maybe the way they he got to that wasn't as complicated um or as dynamic as uh as Belichick and Josh McDaniels Yeah, sort of I guess it's together. just J- Joe was always involved in a under center Coriel type system that ran the ball. Where it seems like Belichick went from that widespread system to a, a smash mouth pro style offense in the last three or four years like old school pro style two back offense tight end two back offense they use a fullback a lot they they've never did that i mean joe joe always needed an h back and he always had i don't know that's what it'd be like texas tech all of a sudden going from air raid to option right yeah. It's a, it's right. a different it's a different style of ball. It's a different complete different offensive style. It, it, they they're probably calling it the same so it's the same system but stylistically it's another form of offense that they're trying to run. Is what it seemed to me, but it seemed to me over the last 2 years with Tom. And in watching I remember thinking but 2 years ago when Tom came to Washington, you're looking at them on film a lot and you're saying, man, they're using a fullback a ton. They're running power football a ton. It's not Tom in a gun spot. Coach Kenneth Navy shows up in, in August and says, we're ditching the triple option. We're going air raid. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Um, Maybe that's, that's part of cam staying there is they've started to evolve and stylistically change into that. And he's the best fit for that right now. And, Maybe they're going to draft you, for that. Do you remember um, Norv saying, we're not going to run Cam as much? And and it changed very quickly. Because Cam was not just the the first sort of zone read quarterback that we saw in the NFL in you know more red zone situations. And then obviously in 2012, um, what uh, Washington did with RG3. And then, you know, Bevel did in, in Seattle with, with Wilson and what Kaepernick was doing in San Francisco, et cetera. But um, I remember, you know, there was this thought that Cam was taking too much of a pounding. As big and strong as he was, you know, they couldn't just run, you know, uh, 18 sweep. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they couldn't run 18 sweep, which is the quarterback taking the snap and running, you know, power sweep. Um, One back through the eight hole. Uh, they, they couldn't do that anymore. And I remember Norv making it a real point and even Rivera making it a point. Yeah, we're going to get away from running a lot of the design stuff with Cam. And then they were struggling and they went right back to it. And Cam never had a problem with it. Cam never, ever really no. complained about the, the beating that he would take as a, you know, a, a, as a guy that ran more designed power runs by a quarterback than any quarterback in the league in the last maybe ever 
We've never seen an offense with a quarterback that lines up, snaps it to the quarterback, and runs behind a pulling guard. We see it at a zone they did read. It a ton, but, but New England did it this year. They said, you're playing for us, you're doing that. Right. We like when you do that. Why that do you, works. Why do you think they have to do that? I mean, I he's never complained about it. But I don't think it, they have to do it. It's an effective play for them. And he's good at it. He's good at not taking the big explosive hit. He's good at finding that little spot. And he's good at getting yards for him. All right, you have not weighed in on the Brandon Sheriff tag. Just over $18 million for one year. They still could sign a long-term deal by July 15th. I think the odds are long on that. What do you think? I would, if I just got an $18 million guaranteed one-year deal, why would I, why would I sign a long-term deal? There's no incentive for him to sign a long-term deal. None. None. The cap's going to be down this year for sure. It's probably going to go back up next year. If he plays decent under this year's deal, he's going to get a massive long-term deal. I guess I just don't see a reason for him to do that. The the luxury for Washington is they do have the cap space. But I I think as I told you, I, I mean, are you a Super Bowl contender this year? Are you a legit contender this year? No. Because if not, why would you pay a guard $18 million? Right. The thing is, is, is they can afford it. Okay. Right? I understand that they can afford so it. So then, what's the downside? They gotta be. They gotta feel like he wants to stay. I don't. I don't see this as a Kirk Cousins situation, where they know he's gone at the end of the year. You're so convinced of that. Are you convinced of that? I'm not convinced of it, but okay. it doesn't make sense to do this if you don't believe you can re-sign him. Unless what you just said is in their thinking, which is. We've got the space. If it's just one year, you know, we're going to be trying some things at quarterback. We want our offensive line intact. We'll figure out his replacement next year. He's, you know, he's the culture guy we want, and we want to, we want two years straight of high quality people, you know, to teach our younger people to be examples. And, you know, maybe if we really do, you know, some great things together this year, he'll want to stay, but we're okay with losing him after this year. Maybe it is just about that they have the space and they they have a need and it's one year. I don't like doing that at all, Uh, but maybe that's their thinking. Yeah, I don't like doing it at all either, but that probably is their thinking. And it's as we've went over and over this, the thing that I keep thinking about Brandon Sheriff is just how good he is, you know, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Sunday. Yeah. He is the right kind of guy. And he is – Yeah, I think I said this to you last year. I think I've said this over the past. I didn't necessarily love, love Shan, uh, Sheriff and Callahan's gap run stuff. I thought, man, if you had more zone stuff, it, he is just so incredible. And then when you get him in space, he's so good. And I didn't think he'd reached his full potential. Maybe part of it was through injury. But there's just nothing – say there's nothing about him that I wouldn't want everything about him. I want, but when you're saying that you're going, why don't you just offer the deal that Kevin Sheehan presented $15 million a year? Well, how do we know they didn't? We don't, we don't know that they didn't. And that's where the interesting part comes in is whether or not he actually wants to be here. I mean, you could even say Brandon Sheriff could have said, look, 
I'm in a situation right now where you're going to tag me. So I'll take the 18 this year, which will extend another year of massively guaranteed money. And then we'll do the $15 million a year. And they said, okay. Um, Could have been a nod, wink, handshake agreement. Hey, we'll do the $15 million a year next year. But this year, I'm in a position to win, which is rare for for anyone in the NFL. It's it's definitely rare for an offensive guard. Right. In a position where I get guard tackle, best of guard tackle money. I'm going to take that this year. you got to give it to me. I'm going to take it or release me. Once you start down that path, man, it's hard to get them off it. Uh, if you're a good player, even with the injury history, and especially if you're on a team with a need – for the position, it's really hard. This is, this is where you know I've I, I've always found it interesting. Some of the NFL, you know, guys on Twitter, Andrew Brandt and others, who always say, you know, the tag is the franchise's friend. You know, it's there for the franchise. Um, it's not something players like. Well, the experience here has not been that. Um, the experience in other places, um, it, it isn't always that. I think you've got to be really careful with a high-quality player. You've got to have the vision, and you've got to get him signed early. And you've got to be aggressive in doing it. And if you don't, you put yourself into this position. So we'll see. Um, it's I, not their fault. It's it's not the Rivera's, I, the Rivera's group. It's not. The, I would have re-signed Brandon Sheriff after his third year. You said it at the time. I, I would have. Sign him after his third year. You probably got it done. Eleven, twelve million dollars a year. Right. I would have signed it right after he got hurt his third year. You know what? There's nothing about you that I don't love. I watch you practice every day. I see the way you work. I see your potential. You are the guy we wanted you to be. We thought you were. Let's get it done now. Man, that that thir- right when end of your third year, you're like. All signing bonus is gone. Okay. <laughs> Used it up, or you're not getting any more of that immediate check guaranteed money. Your third year as a rookie is like, I don't know, 500 grand. And here comes this $12 million offer here. You're like, boom, boom, let's do it. The Eagles used to do that a lot with guys. Yeah. It, it's a philosophy that different people have, but I bet he would have done it at that point. I actually, I, I would almost guarantee he would have done it at that point. All right. Um, let's get to our free agents, uh, our free agency ideas. Some of the players we're looking at really want to hear what Cooley's thinking about. We'll do that next, right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
legal tampering period, uh, the 15th. That is Monday through the 17th, and then we'll get the official deals. But we're going to start hearing news on Monday at the latest, if not over the weekend. Um, all right, Cooley, uh, have at it. What do you want Washington to do? Who are the players you want them to target? We'll st- I guess we'll start on offense. I- they have money in free agency. So let's go get some dudes. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I, I I think you need a big-time receiver. They thought they needed a big-time receiver last year. Right. The Bears tagged Allen Robinson. So you have two options for a possible X receiver. Kenny Galladay, who Detroit didn't tag, which is going to cost you $20 million a year mm-hmm. plus. And Corey Davis, which is still going to cost you, you know, seventeen, eighteen million dollars. You think he's seventeen or eighteen million bucks? Really? I, I wouldn't be completely blown away if Corey Davis got that kind of money, fifteen plus. Wow, Corey Davis had a big time year. You, you're going to pay. Year. I like those him. two guys. So those are the two guys. I'm going to start with Galladay. Do you know what spot we'll rack has is his projected market value? Which, by no. the way, they're, they're always wrong when we've looked at this in the past. Um, SpotRack has Corey Davis's projected market value at close to... Hold on, I had it up here earlier and now I don't. Corey Davis per SpotRack's uh, market value is $9.8 million average annual. When I looked at that, because by the way, he's part of my no chance. target list. I'm like, there's no chance. We've done this before where we've looked at their the spot rack projected values and they're always off. But do you think they're off by basically like they're fifty percent of the way there? Okay, let's let me just guess this. No more no less than fourteen million dollars a year. Okay. I, I was gonna say twelve, but fourteen okay. All right, so Corey Davis. You like Corey Davis or by the way, between the two players. Galladay at 20, Corey Davis at 14. Galladay is a, a legit sure thing, big-time receiver. I like Galladay. I just don't think I know what I'm getting. I just don't think he's going to want to come here. I don't care. I, this is my free agent. I'm, I'm not there. I know. Just telling okay. you who I'd start okay. with. All right. So I'd start, I'd start with those two. I mean, I'd start with Galladay for sure and see if there's interest and if he wants to come here and what type of bidding war you're going to get into with Galladay. I mean – Gosh, dang it, $20 million is a boatload of money a year. And it's not often that teams win when they pay excessive amounts of money to a receiver. I think Tampa was one of the first teams this year having paid Mike Evans a lot to really win. But, yeah, $20, $21 million a year for Galladay. Mm, projected value spot rack is 17 but, yeah. Well, let's call it between seventeen and twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, I'm gonna make the offer. You like him? Get, I like Holiday. Yep, I think he's a legit do everything receiver. Get down the field. He's gonna give you what you want in that in that position. You have the money for it. Let's go get him. Okay. Uh, Corey Davis might be. I don't know. You're like we're a young building team. Corey Davis was a top pick what four years ago. It's gonna cost us four million dollars less a year. We think he's the same. Then I'm fine with Corey Davis at the position. But I think one of the two guys you, you should sign. I, I'm not sold on Will Fuller just yet, who's the other top receiver, which is going to be, you know, another a guy that's 15 million bucks a year. He's probably going to get 15 million bucks a year, Will Fuller. 
I I am sold on him as a player, but I don't think there's any chance that they chase him. Injuries, suspension, I just think that that, that, that he's not on their list. I would bet that he's not on their list of players that they'd go after, but I think he is a baller. Like I think Will Fuller can really play, but he I is just not really avail- he's not available enough. He misses nope. too many games. You know who else misses a lot of games? Hunter Henry, your guy misses a lot of games. Yeah, Hunter Henry does miss some games. You're so, right. Um, all right, go ahead. Keep going. Um, so the other guy that the, the other guy that you'd pay a boatload to is Smith Schuster, and he's not going to go there because he's not going to fit that culture. Right. And then I think that why why won't Smith Schuster fit fit the culture? Smith Schuster had all the tweet stuff last year and the dance stuff last year and. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Boomer. Smith Schuster's. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm suggesting that they're Boomer. Yeah. Oh, I know. You I do. would. I like Smith Schuster. Of course you do. I'm suggesting that they're Boomer. Right. And then the other guy that will probably be more realistic because they probably won't get either of the first couple guys is is Curtis Samuel. Yeah, that's who everybody believes that they'll get, right? You know, Curtis Samuel, Trey Boston on defense, all the Carolina connections. Somebody just texted me, and I didn't do this on mine, and I'll save it, but one of the running backs that I've loved for a while, another former Carolina guy. Um, if you know, I don't know why running back would be an option, but 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 go ahead. Um, who else you got on offense? You have not said anything about a quarterback yet. I just don't see any quarterback being – definitively better than the unknown that you actually have right now. I mean, go out and sign Dalton. Yeah. You do that. You you can do that. You're not going to pay that much for Dalton. What about it? What what about the second, uh, second rounder for Darnold? If he's available. Yeah. I'm trading the second rounder for Darnold. If he's there, there's no question. I think Darnold could play. Uh, I think Darnold's got some, decisiveness i thought i think he throws a great ball i i think he needs a system that truly believes in him with the coach that really knows where he's going with him and i think darnold could be that guy yeah i'm without question i'm gonna give a second for darnold okay so second for Darnold. i'm really surprised that the jets haven't shopped him harder unless they really want him so i don't know if the jets are gonna move away from darnold second second for darnold Corey Davis at, you know, call it $14 million a year. All right. Maybe it's less than that. Um, what else offensively? I, I think you, you sh- really you start thinking about the tight end position. I like Hunter Henry. I, I know that he's had some injury stuff, but it was what? After his rookie year that he tore his ACL? Uh, yeah, Hunter Henry missed that whole season. Uh, not not, 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 not rookie games. year. It was after his second His second year. season. His third year was the year he missed. And he ended up coming back and playing in a playoff game, if I remember right. I don't the year know. he missed his whole third season, he came back and he played in a playoff game. You might be right about that. Yeah, the one I, that I they played right against. That. Uh, the, they Because that was when they beat the Chiefs late, beat the Ravens, lost to the Patriots, right? You might be right about yeah. that. Okay. No, he, he didn't play very much. Right. 
55 receptions in 2019, 60 receptions in 2020 is not what his production should be. He's an 80-catch-a-year type of guy. Well, he missed games yeah, the last two years with injuries. He, he missed games. 12 games in 19, and he missed two games last year. What did he play in 19? How many? He played 12 and 19, and he played 14 games So he's missed six year. games in the last two years, and then the year before 19 was the year that he missed all of them, right? Yes. Okay. But in six in he he's never played 16 games. Yeah. His rookie year, they I did I don't know if he was hurt for a game or not, but with that have, with that he said, may have been inactive for a game. His, but I don't know. his upside is higher than anybody's and much higher than Austin Hooper's was a year ago. Like he's the real deal. Well, but, he, he he's every bit of Hooper is a receiving tight end. Yeah, but better. But he blocks right. better than Hooper. So he's a legit why. Um, Johnny Smith, you love Johnny Smith. I like him. I, I, I do like him because you I love him in a plan. But I, I like, I like Johnny Smith. I, I think you have to, even if you're saying Smith is close to Logan Thomas, you still have to have another guy. They want to use two tight ends. Go back and watch what Norv did in Carolina over the last couple of years. Of course, yeah. they like a two tight end system. Right, they do. They're, they're going to get a tight end. Mm-hmm. So I like Smith. I like Gerald Everett. I, I think what's, that Everett. What's, what's Everett, Everett, Everett going to cost you? Obviously not. Hunter's going to set the market. He's going to set the. He's going to top the Austin Hooper deal from from a year ago. He's going to be at eleven million, right? What yeah. wasn't Harp wasn't Hooper almost at eleven million? Something like that. See, but he, yeah, Hooper was something. I think Hooper was more. Um, what was Hooper? I, I got it here. Hold on. Uh, oh, Kittle, Kittle, and and Kelsey are at the uh, yeah, but those, those are different. Hooper was at ten five average. Right. You know AAV. Yeah. Yeah. So Henry will be Henry will be around that, and it may be a little less because his production's a little less since of his injury stuff. He might be at ten, and the okay. cap down a little bit. Right. I'd pay who I'd pay, I'd pay that for that guy. Okay. I don't think that Everett's going to be that type of guy, but the thing I do like about Everett is, although he's not a great blocker, he's been in that system where he understands the zone side of it. He understands how to block the edge. He definitely understands how to cut off the back side of things. He fits that that zone type of mold that I think they were really trying to get into last year. Right. It's just I, you still don't have a why with Everett. You have, I guess, you're saying Logan Thomas is going to evolve a little bit more. He's going to be your why. I'm not 100 percent sold on that position as having or that guy is having two of those H spots. I was going to say on Henry. Yeah. If you're Henry and you're talking to teams, you would want to go to Washington. Look at how many balls Logan yeah. Thomas got. Well, I, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's Norv and it's his son, and they love throwing to the tight end. Yeah, I think it would be a good spot for Hunter Henry. Yeah. I think you consider the trade for Ertz. I don't know if they would trade him to Washington. But with all of these tight ends right now henry johnny smith everett on the market the dude coming into the draft from florida being a top five pick like Tony. the earth's value right now 
it's not what it was a month ago. Right. Ertz is 31 years old, and he's had some injury issues over the last couple of years, but he is a white, and he's a legit threat. You'd want to know he's healthy. They'll do their due diligence, but Ertz can still play. I think you would consider. I would consider a trade for Ertz. I don't know what you're going to give up. A fourth? A third? I don't think. Really? A fourth? I don't know about that. I think there are too many injuries. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a fifth for Ertz, I'm banging down the door for that. No, no, you love him. I like him, too, when he's healthy. But I think I think those are two positions you desperately need that you can get in free agency. I think you can get Henry or Ertz or Johnny Smith with the right offer. I don't know if you can get Galladay. I, if you pay Corey Davis the right amount of money, I, Corey Davis, I think, would want to come here knowing he's a legit one that you're going to consider him a, as a one, like paired with Terry. And then I, I think they'll end up signing Curtis Samuel, which I, I do like because they just didn't have that niche slot guy. Well, you could go, you could go. I mean, th- theoretically, you could you could sign Corey Davis and Samuel, and then you've got your you've got your slot, and you've got a guy. By the way, also as you said, and you reminded me, occasionally lined up in the backfield. I mean, they could use Samuel in so many ways. Um, and then you've got you've got Corey and you've got McLaurin. I mean, they they tendered Sims. They like him, and Sims will be on the field some too. Yeah, you, Sims will definitely be on the field. And I, I just I think you thought you had more of a slot guy, and with Steven Sims, and he just wasn't what I expected him to be last year, based on watching him from 2019. Yeah, disappointing. Some of the. Some yeah, I thought he. I thought he. There was some disappointment that last year, and so again in that Coriel system, the Turner system, that slot's really, really important. So right. they, I think they will sign Curtis Samuel, unless he didn't like playing in Rivera's playing for Rivera. I I don't know how that went, but yeah, I think he would end up being a guy. Samuel's probably eight million bucks a year. And, and so then you're saying, well, what if you could say Corey Davis for 13, 14, and Samuel for eight? It's the same. Both of those two are the same as signing one Galladay. Right. Or, probably or if that. Allen Robinson had been available, right? Yeah, if Allen Robinson would, would have been available, I would have signed Allen Robinson. But the, you and I both knew the Bears were going to tag him. That would not be in their best interest to let Allen Robinson go. Right. They need a tackle. I don't know what they'll do at the position. Russell Okun is available. Mm-hmm. He played 11 years in the league. Did you know that? Seems like a while he came in with Trent Williams, right? Yeah, came in the same year as Trent Williams. I, I would, if it were me, mm-hmm. I would sign Trent Williams. Yeah, yeah. he's not coming back here. I'll bet you any amount of money he resigns in San Francisco. Trent told me if I was the GM, he'd come back. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. He did. I know he did. I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, Eric Fisher's available. Andrew Villanueva's available. I like the guy um, out of Buffalo, Daryl. Uh... Uh, Ty Ty and Sucky. No. Um, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams is a good yeah. player out of Buffalo. I don't, they they'd be but, crazy not to. But is he a Darryl right Williams. tackle or a left tackle? Darryl, what what is Darrell Williams? 
The I don't know. The um, I, I don't know if any of these guys like you might you may. For me, I'm not going to pay an average left tackle a lot of money because I need an average left tackle. I'll go just below average just to fill the position for right now. Try to draft a guy. Yeah, I I That's, think I think they believe Sadiq Charles is a left tackle for them at some point, and if they don't. They were able to make do last year with Cornelius Lucas and and um, uh, Sharp and you know anybody else that they used over there. I'm I'm forgetting somebody obviously. Um, who 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 was the other one that they used at left tackle? Um, Jerron Christian, of course. Um, I, I I think I I would be surprised if they make a left a, a big a big left tackle move um, in free agency because I'm I think, just not sure about anybody but Trent. And so for me, I, I don't think I'd make that move as a big, big payday kind of deal. Right. All right. So what else? Anything else offensively? So that's a, that's what I want to do on offense. I like the rest of my offensive line as it sits right now. And I just I think you need two weapons. I think you need a tight end or receiver. So I'd pay money for tight end or receiver. Okay. That's where I'd go with that. One. And you'd make and you'd trade for a quarterback. I'd do anything for a quarterback right now, but I, think, I don't know who you're getting. I think I trade for Darnold. Darnold would be the guy. I think the quarterback conversation right now is a part of like trying to plan is is hard to plan for. Um, I mean, I have I have a couple of guys like I, I I'm not including Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston, and obviously no more Dak Prescott. Um, I'm not you know I'm not just I'm not considering any of those people. I mean, we're really in the group of, like, I would love for them to swing big for Deshaun Watson, but it would require a hell of a lot. And I just don't see Watson using his no trade clause to influence where he goes picking D.C. I think he picks somewhere else, Um, like Carolina maybe, uh, or Miami, you know, a place like that. Uh, But, all right, let's move to defense. Defensively, they obviously have a linebacker need. They've got some secondary uh, needs. Who have you identified? Well, I love Matt Milano, but it's reported that he signed to get he signed back with Buffalo. Me too, me too. We I, I don't even think we've talked about that. Milano is at the top but of my list. He's but off four four years, forty four million, twenty six guaranteed, eleven million a year. He got from the Bills. Boy, but all the talk about he him being available, I would have been surprised if they had, if Sean McDermott had made him available. He's a player. All right, go ahead. Who who do you like defensively? The other guy that I like defensively is Jayon Smith. Do you do like him? Yeah, I do. I, I or Jayon Brown. Jayon Brown, right from Tennessee. He's an off the ball linebacker, which fits the system. He's a coverage linebacker, which they dramatically last, lacked last year. He's twenty six years old. He's done a lot of good things for Tennessee, but as much as they drop and as much as they depend on linebackers and coverage, I, I think Jayon Brown's a, a good player. I would definitely definitely signed Jayon Brown. If you wanted to think about it, KJ Wright's 32 in Seattle. I think it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting spot. How many years are you going to get out of it? But you're definitely not going to pay KJ Wright as much money. Um, the other guy that's a name is Denzel Perryman. Yeah. Chargers linebacker, but he's a two-down backer. I don't know. I want Luke Keekley. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And, and Jayon Brown's probably not Luke Keekley, but he's the closest in free agency to, I, I mean, really getting a multiple type linebacker. God, how nice would it be? I like Milano, though. He's a, he's a player, man. Yeah, loved. I, 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 there are a couple of players I, like Milano that I like that I'll get to um, here in, in a moment. Um, anybody else? To I like Quan Alexander, but he's going to miss a big part of the season because he tore his Achilles late last year. Right. But I do. Quan Alexander, who was in San Francisco, right, and then played for the Saints. Yeah, he was good in San Francisco. Yep. I mean, and then other than that, you're going to go down the list of guys. Like you're you're going to go down the list of dudes. I mean. By the way, on, on the secondary front, are you making a big push to, to – there's going to be a market for Darby because of the – the lack of real, you know, corners in in free agency. How much are you paying Darby? How much do you want him back? I think Darby's going to get real money this year. I I loved what Darby did, and I thought I thought, you know, Darby got better in that system throughout the year. That was my thing. Is I'm watching Darby, and I'm going, he's getting better throughout the year in this system. He's getting more comfortable. He's making more plays. He had more pass breakups as the season progressed. I bet Darby's like three years, thirty million bucks, though. Uh, he, wow, yeah. He's you know what getting, I mean? He, I, I, I'll bet Darby gets. He's getting pretty, a real deal. He's getting. Yeah. A, he's getting a real deal. I, I didn't even look it up on. Uh, I didn't look his deal up on Spot Rock because I looked up my, the guy that I wanted. I just figured that they were going to do whatever they, it took to, to get him. Let me just see what they have. Um, I bet he gets. Ten, I bet he gets somewhere around ten million dollars a year. He's a he's a one corner, Kev. Like he's a legit starting corner outside. He played one, he's a one corner. Played one year. The thing I like about Darby is, although he got beat deep maybe once, or, he really doesn't get beat deep. He can turn and run. He's got pretty good hips. Yeah, nine point two million is the projection. So yeah, you know, that's what up, I was thinking. Bump it up to ten. So, <clears throat> so I, I would definitely. Definitely be trying to re-sign Darby. Um, if you want a true one corner, a true one corner, the Bengals did not tag William Jackson. Right. Played for a bad team, but is a legit one corner. I don't know much about William Jackson as a dude. Um, I know that he was a big-time corner in terms of one-on-one coverage. He can do what you want him to do. William Jackson is going to be expensive. Corner, Really good corners are expensive. I would make an offer to William Jackson. The other guy I like is this slot corner. His name's Mike Hilton. He played for Pittsburgh last year. Remember when we played Pittsburgh, how many plays Mike Hilton made? Yeah. Mike Hilton made play after play after play after play after play. Mike Hilton's a good player, man. All right. I I, I think he probably would want to stay in Pittsburgh. I saw something that Mike Hilton cares about winning. I I don't I don't know what that means necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's that's <laughs> It's tough for me to say. Um, they're going to sign Trey Boston. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Trey Boston is a free safety. Yep. They played him in a lot more split safety looks in Carolina, and he was out of position in a new defense. I'll bet you Trey Boston's like, please just let me back into my old defense. Let me go play for Rivera. The other guy I really like is John Johnson. I have liked I, John Johnson since I, his rookie year. I think John Johnson can play. I think he's got real range on the back end. I think he's a ball hawk. I, John Johnson's a, a legit safety man. I don't 
think he gets out of L.A. I thought he played so well for them last year at times. They actually had, um, you know. They don't have any money, Kev. I know they don't. They're going to figure it out, though, and watch. Somehow they're going to end up with Galladay. That's my prediction. I don't know how, but somehow they will. If they end up with Galladay, they are a Super Bowl contender. Legit. They are. Yeah, They're they're already. Stafford, but, I mean, they are – their odds will change if Galladay goes there. I mean, I thought that that secondary with Jalen Ramsey and the rookie um, um, Fuller, Fuller, right, Jordan Fuller and John Johnson, and I forget who the other corner was. You can tell Ramsey. No, I already said Ramsey? Ramsey. Yeah. I forget who, the, but that was a really that turned into a really good secondary. Not to mention what they had up front, obviously with Donald and Floyd and the guy uh, yeah, no, number uh, sixty nine, the guy that re, that I loved before we played them um, with the uh, hyphenated last name, uh, and then Brockers yeah. they had. Um, and remember Kaiser that who had a good year for them didn't even play against Washington. Mm-hmm. So I, the, I I think they're already a Super Bowl contender with Stafford. I really do. All right, I'm going to give you some ideas that I have and get your reaction to them right after this word from one of our sponsors. All right. Uh, first of all, you know, with roughly $40 million under the cap, they're going to be able to do a lot of things that they want to do. And I'm going to start real quickly with just a simple what I want them to do with respect to the players that they have. I want them to re-sign Ronald Darby. I would also like them to re-sign Kevin Pierre-Lewis. I want speed. I thought both of them, I thought Darby got better, as you said, during the year. I think he's one of the only guys we've had in recent years that can actually play press coverage. I love, he's a football player. You could explain better why the the scheme fits him, but you just saw him so close so many times to making plays. I want Darby back. I also want KPL back. I want the team speed. I want the high IQ. I want the guys that can make plays. Um, uh, by the way, I would also just re-sign Dustin Hopkins, and I'd bring in some sort of rookie guy to compete and make sure that Hopkins you can get out of the deal. But, you know, I, I the, the whole kicker thing, you can do a lot worse than Dustin Hopkins. Ask Minnesota. Um, all right, so um, Milano was a guy that I, I liked. So what I, what I really – remember we've had these conversations about Micah Hyde in the past, and I'm like, I love Micah Hyde. And I remember you were yeah. like, yeah, he's okay. And, and I'm like, no, he's a playmaker. He makes plays. Desmond King, to me, is like Micah Hyde. He is just a guy that is so versatile. He can play multiple positions, and somehow he ends up making plays. And he's not going to cost you a lot uh, in in free agency. I would look at Desmond King defensively, not to mention the fact that now you don't have to worry about punt returner. You can put him back there. He is a dangerous punt returner. Um, I lo- I've just loved Desmond King since the Iowa days. He had big games in, in a couple of games that the Chargers had that year um, when they, they ended up in the postseason. He's available. I like Desmond King. And by the way, high quality, high character, smart. 20, 26 years old. He's 26 years old. To me, that's a guy that they would probably love. Where does he fit exactly with Fuller and with Darby? Is he more corner? Is he more free safety? He's played everywhere. He's a football player, as Scott McLuhan would say. 
Um, is he going to blow you away with athleticism? Nobody's like one of those guys that's got the athletic vision and anticipation athleticism. That's what he has, like Micah Hyde does. I like Desmond King. I think he is a winner, and I think you, you, you find a way to get him. I, I felt the same way about Milano, but he's not gettable anymore. Um, I, I, uh, I, I like Corey Davis because I think he's gettable, and I just don't think Kenny Galladay is, and I don't think Smith-Schuster is. Um, and I would definitely be looking to sign a, like, a guy like Corey Davis. I know you're getting him off the one good year he's had, but he's got catch radius, he's got size, he's a hands catcher, um, he is, he's tough, and to me would be the perfect complement to McLaurin. Um, as far as tight ends go, yeah, I'd love Hunter Henry, and I would roll the dice on Hunter Henry. Um, the injury history would bother me, but he's a star. Like He's a true difference maker. You know, he is potentially Kelsey, you know, if he stays mm, healthy. He's not Kelsey. He is potentially Kelsey if he stays healthy. He's potentially Zach Gertz. Okay, fine. In, 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 Zach, in Zach Gertz. What about Jordan Reed when Jordan Reed was healthy as a route runner? As no, a, that's, as not, a, that's not who Henry is. Uh, as a matchup guy with that size, he's very – He's a matchup guy that can win and body guys – but he's but he's not a crossover more like guy. me than Jordan Reed, more like Ertz. He's a stem guy, create a little space guy. Jordan Reed's a quick twitch, break dudes off guy. I think Henry's much more athletic in in the ability to create space than you think. Um, but anyway, no, like exactly I, what Hunter Henry is. I I, I don't think you're. I, I I know you do, and so I'm I'm trusting you on that. But I I, I, I think, think he's he more athletic. Win. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just. Comparatively, he's not Kelsey. No one's Kelsey right now. Okay, he's a, if he starts playing sixteen games a year, he's a guy. He's that, an 80, he's, 80 catch guy a year. Eighty catch, eight touchdowns. Some years, maybe ninety catches in twelve touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get him though. I don't Henry? think. I don't think you're going to get Henry. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why are you not going to get Henry? I, I just think that there are going to be so many options for him to play with a big-time quarterback somewhere. I think the lack of a quarterback will hurt with, you know, a Galladay or would have hurt with an Allen Robinson and will hurt to a certain degree with Hunter Henry. I think they're going to want to go. I understand what you're saying, but my, my selling point to Hunter Henry would be with Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith – and Kyle Allen, Logan Thomas got 72 balls. Yeah, I understand. More than you've ever caught in your career. We made we got this guy 72 balls. If we have you, you're a 90-catch guy. We can get you 90 balls. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas had 110 targets. I would go play for any team that was going to target me 110 times. He just played with Justin Herbert. You think it doesn't looked, matter. They didn't do you, target him. Do you think he looks at, at Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen? If I, don't, I think he choices? looks at the game plan. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Would you just look at the game plan, or would you want to play with a, a, a real dynamic quarterback option? Well, I'd like both, but I'm signing a four- or five-year deal here. Right. I, I definitely want to be in a game plan that suits me, knowing that it might be Andy Dalton at some point, or it might be a guy that you end up getting – in the next year that can really play. I don't know. I, I want I want to look at Wednesday's game plan and go, 
God, I got to catch eight balls this week. <laughs> Versus look at Wednesday's game plan and go, well, they created two plays for me. And other than that, I'm third, fourth option. I love the system for a tight end here. Did you know that Logan Thomas caught the third most balls last year for a tight end behind um, Waller and Kelsey? Yeah. Now there was a big difference. Waller had 107 receptions. Kelsey had 105. And then it was Logan Thomas with 72. Ahead of Hawkinson, Engram, and Dalton Schultz. Hunter Henry, I mean, he only played 14 games. He missed two games. He caught 60 balls. I... Yeah, I, I was just looking to see where Logan Thomas stacked up that's much higher than I really thought. So I guess you could make the pitch to him. We got Logan Thomas, 72 receptions with on, 110 tar- on 110 targets with four different quarterbacks. Four. Yeah, four. And you're saying, look, the thing with without having the legit one quarterback, we're going to need the tight end. I would trade for Darnold. I would I would uh, Andy Dalton wouldn't scare me at all. I thought he played better at the end of the year and Ryan Fitzpatrick I think would be really exciting to see. Um although I just think he would probably pick somewhere else. Um if he if he if he's got options. By the way, I wanted to mention something real quickly. There I really like Eric Wilson um coming off um his his uh, last couple of years in Minnesota, despite the injury, I think he's really smart, really well, you know, a well coached um, kind of a guy. But it wouldn't surprise me if the if he's back in Minnesota. And then somebody texted me this. They said your boy Mike Davis is available. You didn't mention mention him this morning on the show. JP mentioned him. So I, I'm I'm assuming he's talking about JP Finley. Um, you know how much yeah, probably. I, you know how much I loved Mike Davis when he was coming out of South Carolina. I loved him, oh, and, yeah. I, and I thought that was a fourth, fifth round selection, third round selection that Washington should make and should go for. And he now I I I, I have not I've not thought of running back because to me the Gibson McKissick combo um, is a pretty good combo. And whether or not Peyton Barber is back with you or not, you got a nice, you know, thing going with Gibson and McKissick. So, you know, y- you need depth at running back. I understand that. But Mike Davis is going to want to get 20 carries a game wherever he goes. So it's not going to be here. So I don't, even if it is back with former head coach, former, you know, um, coordinator. Um, you know, uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, who brought him in because they brought him in to Carolina. Um, the thing that, that about Davis is Davis is a between the tackles, also can catch the ball. Um, Gibson's more dynamic and also, by the way, equally as powerful. So I, I, I'm not, I loved Mike Davis coming out. It's five, six years ago now that he came out. You know, and he ha- with all of the opportunities he's had, his best year was last year, and still he averaged three point nine yards per carry. Right. So, uh, you know, Davis is going to want more carries. If he doesn't get that opportunity, and I can get him on the cheap, and he can be my other first down option. Although you and I both loved it when McKissick was a first down option, but he's not going to be. So let's not worry about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know why he wouldn't be. I mean, I'm talking about as you know, when occasionally for a series when Gibson's you know taking a rest. Yeah, 
on occasion, sure. Yeah. I am not opposed to a back. I think Gibson can do more than what they had him do, but they, they see him as a one back. That's no doubt. clearly what it looks like to me. I agree. So that's why I think the, the Mike Davis thing, I think Davis, I mean, I haven't thought about him other options. Um, you know, and let's face it, he got a lot more carries and a lot more opportunities last year in part because, you know, McCaffrey was down for much of the year. Sure. But um, anyway, uh, Mark Ingram just signed with the Texans. Uh, sort of a similar back. Um, and uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, I would have – the Bills uh, – Matt Milano is going to be my number one guy along with Corey Davis. He's not there. I like Desmond King. I like Corey Davis. I want to keep Darby. Um, I'd like to keep uh, KPL. Um, I, I, the, the linebacker thing, Jalen Brown was, you know, sort of number two to Milano. They may have to solve that problem in the in the in the uh, in the draft. And you know, realistic quarterbacks, if they're if they're continuing to swing, you know, the Mariota thing doesn't th- excite me, but it doesn't turn me off. None of these things really turn me off, except for what I told you before. And he's not going to be available anyway. I just I'm not a massive Derek Carr fan. And so whatever they were going to have to give up, if that was even going to be a possibility, I wasn't into that. Um, I'm not really into Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett anymore. There was a time that I was sort of into Brissett. You know, if if you sign Dalton and it's a, it's a cheap one-year deal, and we're seeing it, we're going to see a lot of one-year deals with the cap being down. You know, you bring him in, you compete. If there aren't a lot of options for Dalton – um, I, I wouldn't mind that. It's not going to cost you a lot. And and Winston's just not going to be available. He's he's staying put. There's no chance that New Orleans doesn't re-sign him. Not a Garoppolo guy if he were available. We've gone through this before. You know, right now to me, the real options, you know, if you if you, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Fitzpatrick, Dalton, Darnold via a trade if he's made available. I mean, I think I'd think in terms of Darnold for a second because I think you have the potential future of your franchise. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind taking a one-year flyer on Dalton for four million bucks or whatever it would cost you. Uh, Fitzpatrick's more expensive. Mariota, you get the you get the the incentive part of the contract if he ends up starting for you. I'm not worried about that. If they if they end up getting him for like next to nothing, call it a fifth or sixth rounder, and he ends up being the guy, well then, then, it's, worth it. then it's worth it. I, I don't really think, even though I used to be a Bridgewater fan, I don't think he's physically ever been right off of that injury. He didn't play poorly last year, though. But you, you have to acquire Bridgewater. You got to trade for Bridgewater. He's under contract at 21 million a year. So I'm not interested in that. I'm not, not interested in Trubisky anymore either. Um there was a time where I wouldn't have minded uh, you know trying to fix that if if Turner thought he could fix it, but god did that playoff game against the Saints change my mind. That that one gutless play just It was more it. than one. It was multiple gutless plays. I saw a guy that basically quit with his team defensively keeping them in that game. Yeah. I hear you. All right, I've never um, been a big Trubisky guy. So uh, I gave you Maryland over Michigan State at the v- very end of the podcast yesterday. I'll give you a quick prediction on Maryland, Michigan, when we come back right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
Maryland was super impressive yesterday against Michigan State. If you didn't think they were in the tournament, which they were, they're obviously in it now definitively. Their defense over the final 30 minutes against uh, Michigan State was awesome to watch. It's what they are. They've got an identity. They've got, they're a terrific perimeter defensive team. Without size, they double the post when they're playing size, but they recover with their length. They're just really good defensively, and it was good to see them bounce back off of that you know, horrific loss to Penn State on Sunday night. But if you watch Penn State, you know that Penn State was pretty good. They nearly knocked off Wisconsin. It was an incredible comeback. Um, they had had all these comebacks recently, including the uh, comeback win over Maryland. I thought Turge coached his ass off. I thought he outcoached Izzo. Sorry for those of you who are anti-Turge, and I love Izzo. Uh, Maryland clearly matches up well with Michigan State. The teams that they don't match up well well with are teams like the one they're going to face today, Michigan. <laughs> teams with significant size. And then, by the way, shooters. Um, and Maryland likes to double the post. And if you double the post, they're going to have to hope Michigan shoots 33% or less. It's their only chance, and they're going to have to maximize every offensive possession. This is the worst possible matchup, but I, I look forward to it. Um, they're in the tournament, and they're going to be in the tournament as a 10 seed, You know, maybe an 11 seed. If they play well today, I guess it could still be a 9. I don't want to be an 8 or a 9 facing a 1 in the second round if you win a first-round game. I'd rather be 10 or 11 and face you know, a 6 or a 7 seed, which isn't going to be any different than the 9 seed you're going to face or the 8 seed you're going to face. It's just that if you win a game, you get a chance to legitimately play a team you could beat in the second round. Maryland's can't beat Gonzaga. They can't beat Baylor. They can't beat Michigan, I don't think. Um, so they wouldn't be matched up in that draw anyway with a Big Ten team in a second-round game, more likely than not. I'm just pleased with the way they played yesterday. Um, they're getting eight and a half today. I'd buy it. I'd buy the half point to nine and just play Maryland, expecting them to play well today. It's not a great matchup. The public's on Michigan. So I would bet Maryland maybe a little bit or lean. Not like yesterday. I loved them yesterday, um, and I had them uh, coolly for uh, size, as we like to say. Um, but uh, it's been a hell of a, a hell of a season um, to watch them sort of evolve from a team that really didn't have a lot of answers um, to size in a big league, um, and they. Uh, They've really they, they yesterday was impressive. They were down 12 early and then went on a 32 to 7 run. They held Michigan State without a field goal for 12 minutes at the end of the first half through the first, you know, 6 minutes plus of the second half. It was just um, an impressive performance in a game that they didn't have to have, I don't think, to get into the tournament, but they needed it for their confidence, and they and they got it done. By the way, Georgetown's win over Villanova. I know Villanova's banged up, but the Hoyas have a chance if they beat Seton Hall today, which they can beat Seton Hall. They just did a few weeks ago to be in the Big East tournament final. You know, tomorrow night that would be huge. By the way, Virginia's game a, a semifinal against Georgia Tech just got canceled. Virginia's got a, a positive COVID test, so a lot of shit happening on the COVID front as well. But I'm going to sit back. I watched a lot of college basketball yesterday, Cooley. I watched a lot of golf as we're recording this podcast right ne- right now. Denny McCarthy, right f- from here. You know, we've had Denny on the show many times. Denny's uncle's a friend of mine. I coach Denny's, you know, cousins in basketball. Um, Denny is six under, one shot behind Sergio Garcia 
for the lead at the players. Uh, so I will be watching Denny uh, today as well, hoping and over the weekend, hoping he ends up uh, being in contention for his first, you know, significant uh, tour win. That would be incredible. It'd what be else? Awesome. What else you got for me? Because I, I want to roll and watch some hoops. I'm excited. I'm going to go watch Maryland play. Good for you. Um, I'll talk to you over the weekend. Thanks. See you, buddy. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Back on Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.